Welcome to JR Art Lab. I'm Judy Herman and believe it or not, on December the... What are we coming up to Christmas? Oh gosh, I don't know what day it is either. Well, 18th? Yes, <laughs> yes. We're just, well, we're just before Hanukkah stroke Christmas and we are sitting outside. It's extraordinary. And I'm with the amazing Katie Lipson of Manchester, London and any musical you care to mention, <laughs> I think. So, Katie, thank you so much for trailing across the capital. No uh, hot off the train from Manchester <laughs> and, and shivering quietly in the corner. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It is, it is rather warm, actually. It's yeah, quite it's warm right. in Manchester as well. Yes, it's bizarre. And it's not raining either. No, so. <laughs> it was in Manchester, but... Well, <laughs> always. Of, come on, that's part of the course. You'd be disappointed if it wasn't that, wouldn't you? I so wanted to see Rags in Manchester. I feel really bad about not having done. But you're bringing Rags with this wonderful musical about immigrants to America, which is kind of resonant now, mm -hmm. to London. And as it happens, Mame is also a wonderful musical that you've just had in Manchester. And that's got a couple of gigs around the country, it hasn't does. it? It does, yes. In fact, they open the same week. I've always been a huge fan of Rags, the musical. Mm. Um, I've wanted to produce it for as long as I've heard the original cast recording, you know, many years before I even was a producer, I said, what is this show? I found it in a charity shop and listened to this score and thought it's incredible. And obviously did my research. And in fact, about five years ago, I did a concert of rags in the West End of London for charity, for Centrepoint. But in those days, it was a very different musical. And uh, this is now the finished sort of musical as they've been reworking it over the last few years. So. Um, very, very excited about bringing it to London. Yeah, and it's the wonderful Stephen Schwartz. Schwartz, Schwartz, how do I pronounce Schwartz. 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 Yes. Schwartz. Yes, he's <laughs> American. Isn't yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's been mm. an honour to work with him. You know, he's been involved in the process. And to have someone of that legacy in the room, oh. the, the man that wrote Wicked, the man awesome. that wrote Pippin, Awesome. You know, we actually produced Pippin um, a couple of years ago. I and saw he's, it. Yeah, oh, you saw it in London. He um, came with the writer of Wicked and we went for dinner and that's when I re-brought up Rags and said, mm. are you ready to give me the version that I want to produce? And you he know. said, am I ever? And he said, absolutely. He said, this mm. is an... It was funny because obviously it was not hugely successful in 1986 or wherever it was on Broadway. It didn't last long and it kind of sat in a drawer. And I think for a lot of writers... They want to get it right. They want mm. to revisit something when the time is right. So for many years, nothing was really done with it of high profile, as I guess he was writing Wicked and Charles Strauss was writing his shows and Joseph Stein sadly passed away. So there we have a writing team that are, you know, not together anymore. But he tells me all the stories about mm. how Joseph Stein had inspiration to write a sequel to Fiddler on the Roof and how mm. he wanted to do a film, but oh. then he, he wanted it to be a musical. That would have been amazing. Yeah, and at first mm. it was going to... It was going to follow Tevye and, and Golder in America, but they decided to make it about a female uh, protagonist, which mm. was lovely because everything's always about male protagonists, yes, yeah. and you know. And it became Rebecca Hershkovitz as and, our female lead. And it is rags, then. and it's rags, more exactly. rags. Mm. Yes, and uh, they wrote this musical, you know, oh. premiered on Broadway many years ago with Lonnie Price and Judy Kuhn and all these stars. Wonderful people like that. Yeah. Judy Kuhn is something else. I know yeah. she's fabulous. Big yeah. fan. Yeah. So. Um, it, as you say, it has got a, a, it's a mother and child story, isn't it? It is. It's all about, I mean, Children of the Wind is the iconic song from the show. And although, you know, the children is about the whole of the future of, of you know, of these people's uh, bloodline. You know, it's really about her hope for a better life for her son, David. And 
what's different about the original Broadway production and this is that she comes as a single mother, you know, her husband has, has, has died back in Russia, whereas in the original production, her husband had gone to America oh. two years before her and she'd come to arrive to meet him and yet he had changed. He had changed into that dog-eat-dog -dog world of, you know what, I'm up the ladder now, we will, you know, because it wasn't just Jewish people stuck together. It was as cutthroat as, as anything. Mm. You know, you might be an immigrant from Russia, but if you're an immigrant from Germany, you are a different status. And suddenly yeah. there's, there's you know, issues between the people. So it's very complex. Is that still there, though, all that? Um, the German Jewish and Russian, yes, absolutely, that's oh. still there. And it's all about the people that, you know, it, it's rich, literally about the fact that they're in a tenement block and they're, they're winning a sweatshop. And the thing about this production is it's very claustrophobic you, you they've rewritten the script so that it takes place really in a tenement block mm. um, and a couple of scenes in the Yiddish theater and a scene in the Coney Island but really it's centered around them trying to be part of the rag trade hence the name whereas before um, it was so vast so many characters so complex and I don't think they quite focused in on the actual story too many subplots you know so the audience can't connect um, I mean it was always a glorious score always beautiful lyrics and great characters but now it's refined you know it's streamlined I like it not just being heartwarming no it's funny it's sad it's tragic it's it's got typical Jewish humor it's uh, you know you hear about Irish immigrants Italian you know it's it's a fantastic show and it's very relevant and it's just, you know, they came to Ellis Island with nothing. Mm. And if they didn't have $20, they couldn't get off the ship and they were sent back. Mm. Well, if I heard that before, sort of now, that sounds very oh, yeah, now, exactly. doesn't it? Exactly. And mm. that's why I think that this show will connect with everybody, not just Jewish people. <laughs> of course, there's a lot of Jewish references in the show. There's mm. Hebrew, there's praying, there's candles, but it's juxtaposed with the Catholic service. It's very mm. interesting. It does sound it. And, and as, I, as I said, I'm, I, you know, when we think of people trying to get here now and from all over, maybe it would resonate with a lot of different communities Absolutely. Who, are, who are facing those. Sorts of, I mean, look at the horrible thing that's happened with the, the, those poor Vietnamese people in the happening all the time and these sorts of things are happening it's happening all the time the only difference yeah, yeah. So in 19, 1910 is that obviously um, you know people necessarily weren't hearing about us as much as we are now with the technology and social media um, mm. and obviously this was well this is obviously focused on the Jewish population pre the Holocaust so it's incredibly relevant to now and Poignant, and I think people will be very moved by it, and it will make them think about the sacrifices, the hopes, and struggles. Yes, and you've got a marvelous cast, haven't you? I mean, with, with amazing music set of pedigree. So I know. Remind me how wonder these wonderful people. I was gasping when I saw. It was always quite nerve-wracking to try and recast that show in London because mm. I knew that I would have to start again. You mm. know, because it was such a the transfer happened and a lot of the cast had already moved on to other shows, mm. you know. But um, we went about the challenge and we're so happy. And in fact, the cast is larger in London than Manchester because oh, we learned we, we needed mm. a couple more extra mm. people. We have the incredible Dave Willits as Avram. I, I mean, what pedigree is that? I, I know, I thought Dave Willits. You need Dave Willits. Yes. And he's so warm and, mm. and he loved the show and he came to Manchester to see it and he Aww. said to his agent, I want to be seen for this, you know? Yeah, so We've got Carolyn Maitland playing yes. Rebecca and she's glorious and so warm and it's such an incredible part and she brings mm. something so amazing to it. Mm. And uh, 
Rachel Eisen as Rachel. Yes. Hilarious. And when I was 19, I actually musically directed Rachel, and now she's in one of my shows. It's oh, incredible. Nice. She's an, a very fine you know, performer. She very is. Warm, she is. Yeah. And we've got Sam Atwater as Bronfman. You know, he's been on EastEnders, and he's a mm. television actor, and he's a legit musical theatre performer he's playing Bronfman the German the German sort of like assimilated probably a gen you know maybe a few years before the rest of them he's quite high up you know high up already got money mm. sees, sees promise in Rebecca as a dressmaker and takes mm. it under his wing but mm. he has a lot of the motives yeah. so, so interesting that I sort of put it alongside other shows. There was a show about the fire at the Triang. Oh yes. Shirtwaist Factory, yes. which was absolutely I don't know beautiful. that, but I have been sent a musical about that called Triangle, oh. which is oh, just no, stunning. Yeah. But it's, it's not, not been here yet. It's not. Well, the play has. It was at the Finborough. Ah, and oh, it was did, a good play. Yeah, I want. Well, and it wasn't called that though. No, well, I won't put you on to that because <laughs> I was so blown away. I mean, by that. we do have it's a moment brilliant. in our show about that awful tragedy yes, or, or similar be, tragedies yeah, because those and you know they're happening now yeah, they lock the windows oh. they lock the windows and lock the doors and this I is know, yes. just yeah. horrendous and so, you know mm. the thing in the show is you see I'm not, I don't want to give it away but you know you see just how much they want to try and work mm. you know after they made hundreds of dresses and sold them onto mm. factories they're left with nothing they're li li literally left with $20, you know, after they have uh, paid their rent for the month. And there's eight people in a house, you know. And the wonderful thing about the Park Theatre is the dimensions of the stage is pretty much the size of what their room would have been. Yes, yes. Um, and Hope Mill was a very different configuration. It had a lot of depth mm. and less mm. width. But this actually brings it much more into the audience's eye line. But, yeah, the Triangle Factories... The Triangle Fires are, you know, I've done a lot of research into that. And like I say, I've been sent a musical that is stunning. But I was doing rags at the time, yes. so I couldn't do both. No, no, I can't. But see I, why it's you, on my radar. Don't, um, don't it's a wonderful it's show. That is something that really exercises. And then another thing, I don't know whether you caught up with something called Old Stock, a refugee love story. Oh, yeah, well, I follow them on Twitter, but I never yeah, saw it. Yeah, um, they are stunning, wonderful, and amazing. And they've come over here several times. Uh, anyone listening to this who has followed follows Jewish Renaissance will know about that particular story about people from the old country of Romania meeting in, in Canada, in fact, in, in, uh, on arrival, um, at Halifax, Nova Scotia, in, in, in the, yeah. in, literally in the line. And, and, and it, there's a lot of these stories going on. And I do, as I said, I. I, don't, I think they are timeless, but I think they are timely, and I think that's partly why, and I don't think they're just for Jews, I really don't. Yeah, no, absolutely, mm. I agree with you. I mean, I think we're not really doing our job as a producer if we try and marginalise. Mm. You know, I do shows in intimate spaces, be not because I necessarily feel the shows have limited commercial mm. potential, but more because of the theatrical experience you get mm. when oh, seeing a show absolutely. in a small space. You know, it's just thrilling, and it does make it hard for producers because we have to fight so mm. hard to raise the money and make the money work when there's not much um, income coming in. But um, it's always, it always, you just manage to make it work. And if you believe in a show enough, you make, you make it work, and you see the merit in why it should be in that space. But I hope. I hope for a big future for rags, whether back in New York, whether further life in England. Um, it's certainly got the pedigree of the writers behind mm. it, and I'm really, really happy with this production. Yeah. Well, uh, and as I said, I so, couldn't be looking forward more. I really, really am. And it is wonderful. I adore Tracy Bennett, who's playing Mame. I've interviewed her. Uh -huh. I, she's in something, we're there. We just absolutely adore her. She's so. a character. Yes. Ooh. 
there's lots of big one going by, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I keep stopping when I keep hearing the noise. Yes, yes, <laughs> we're not quite sure what that one was. No However, let's, let's keep going. So um, that's a completely different kettle of fish, yeah. isn't it? That's your full-on glitz, really, isn't it? It still was in a small mm. space. I've always been a huge fan of Jerry Herman. Yes. In 2014, yes. 15, I did a Jerry's Girls show, which what had two nice productions with Rhea Jones, Anna Jane Casey, oh. Sarah Love Louise her. Young and Emma Barton, yeah. who's in, who just mm. was in Strictly Come Dancing and did mm. very, very well. Wonderful, four different cast members. Absolutely glorious in the other Palace studio and then in the mm. German Street Theatre. And I already knew Hello Dolly and I knew Mac and Mabel and I knew mm. Lacage, but I didn't know Mame that well. Mm. But I'm a big musical theatre geek, so I study everything when I'm, you know, I listen to albums every day and Aww. I listen to the score. And everybody, I, I, I tr you know, I go through the websites of all the rights for the shows and I kept seeing. Mame there, and I kept asking, well, what what is this Mame? And they kept saying, nope, you can't have it in London. No one's going to let you have it in London. And I just never really took it that seriously. Mm. And over the years, people kept mentioning. It. I said, you know, there's some shows producers know and directors know that they can't really have. There's always these sort of issues with the rights because of mm. American people trying to do them, so you can't touch yeah. them in London. Oh, anyway, so to cut a long story short, mm. I eventually went back, and I said, well. I've helped create this nice little theatre in Manchester mm. and we're doing very well and we're not in London. Would you consider MAME then? Oh, and they're like, okay. And I don't necessarily think that they knew what our ambition was and how large mm. our ambition was. And Tracy Bennett is really the only person we would ever have wanted to play that part. Mm. And, uh, you know, that. we called her up and we said, I mean, the industry is a small place and you know i had heard that tracy bennett loved that loved the part of mame so i basically rang her up and said would you be interested in playing this role you'd be perfect for it we know you love the part don't know if it's if this is on if this theater you want to come and perform that and she was just she's just the most humble and hard-working actress who wants to play parts she loves and she said actually I would actually, I would like to do it. And that's how the process began really. It was absolutely mind blowing in that little space. It was very, very hard work, I'm not gonna lie. Putting on a West End show in 100 seats with, like I say, <laughs> less budget, less resources, no funding. A lot of people had to back that show, you know, in, in terms of investing in the show and not make a return because they wanted to see it. And um, we're very, very lucky to have had that. Wonderful choreographer, director, Nick Winston. Wonderful 17 cast, two actors, mm. two child actors. Tracy Bennett, Harriet Thorpe, Tim Flavin. It was, oh, it was Flavin. Oh, everybody gorgeous. knows how wonderful he is. Oh, Surely, just dancer most, from heaven, is he And not? stunning, just mm. such a gent and mm. so charming. And, and Harriet, brilliant. The way they were put together on stage. So their chemistry, brilliant together. Uh, and, and Tim coming on those other two Tim isn't because no, Tim lives in Manchester now oh. so he is uh, you know he no. that was good for him he mm. could be at yeah, home, be at home. Yeah, it's yeah. not West End wages mm. so in Hope Mill so that was really good for him to be able to stay mm. at home but now for the tour we're bringing in Darren Day mm. for a couple of weeks well, he's very actually he's fantastic brilliant. too absolutely brilliant I've seen him a few times he's worked with Nick a lot yes. and uh, mm. he was really up for the part yes. so we start rehearsals with him next week. <laughs> Is that his real name? Because it sounds like too perfect a name I don't know. for music theatre. You'd have to ask him in an interview. <laughs> Could be a stage name. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it just, yeah it's a great like, name, isn't it? I mean, it's like, you know, oh, my name's Darren Day. I better go into music theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Could be that, couldn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I want to know.
God, we've, we've, the chairs are being stacked around us. We may take, can we keep these two for a bit? Where was I? Yes. So that's going to Northampton, which is a, the theatre I love. Beautifully yes. run. Yes. We're going to the Ron and Dungay, absolutely, yeah. week commencing 6th. And then we're going to Salisbury Playhouse, week commencing 20th. Yeah. And that was for me to really see the show on a Proscenium March is that stage. Right? Oh, so it's and work in progress still, is it? Yeah. And also, part of the financial model was can we do this in a bigger theatre and actually yeah. make yeah. a bit of return from the Hope Mill? But it's been hard work as well, you know, big yeah. break after Hope Mill and yeah. getting everyone together, changing Very the set hard. around, replacing a cast member. Yeah. Oh, sometimes, Judy, I'm like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> well, I, that was obviously the next thing I was going to ask you. I mean, we're just finished talking about Maine very, very briefly. So, so, so I also love the Salisbury Playhouse. I know you might think I'm London centric, but Northampton, you know, we get about yeah. and go to Bristol. Yeah. But I do, both of those theatres, you've chosen good ones. I chose, and I had to be very careful because I needed the show to not go to, to, too big. I knew it was small. Yeah. Yeah. It was made in a 100 seat fringe theatre. Yeah, but they're, yeah. Per se- they're match them, you know. Mm, well, Salisbury's yes. got more of the thrust stage, but mm. ta- you know, four or 500 seats, smaller yeah. width. It's not the Dominion Theatre no. or the Jory Lane because no. it would never. It would drown so and also I didn't I wanted to go to a playhouse that mm. almost felt like almost like a, it was a gift to have mm. this rare Jerry Herman show starring Tracy Bennett in yeah. their theatre yeah. and you know they're doing well I think they should be they should do well good yeah. business hopefully so if you had to sum it up why what what is the joy of Maine because it's got a lot of I, I just keep thinking of staircases for people coming down and things like that but What's the central in a line? How would you tell people oh, what you're going to uh, say the story? Oh gosh, mm. so it's, it's again. It's about love. Mm. It's about an, an auntie Mame taking in her her nephew, who pretty much becomes her adopted son, mm. and her and her um, motto in life: life is a banquet. Mm. Live, 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 and live. You know, <laughs> and see, let, letting Patrick see the world and seeing what an impact she made on him. But as a piece of theatre, the music, the music is exquisite. Mm. Um, the cost, you know, in our show, it's the fact that this 50 person musical with a band of 30 has been reduced to a cast of 17 and yet mm. the, impacts, the impact is as large as if it was on the Jory Lane stage and it's seeing just how hard those 17 actors work mm. in this boutique production of mm. MAME. That's quite thrilling, I think. Mm. I think that's better for an audience in a way. You feel much more into it, don't yeah, you? Unfortunately, we've moved on. And from a financial perspective, would you be able to sustain a lesser-known title with such big forces? Mm. You can't. You have to reimagine them for limited runs, which means mm. that the economics have to be different. So you're finding a way to bring back shows with legacy in a way that makes mm. business sense. And you've got mm. to think, does the artistic vision, will that, will that work with this new financial parameter? I want to talk to you, obviously, about producing, because you sort of moved on to that now. The busy woman that you are, I couldn't believe what you've only done, and obviously it's not all due... I like that, that's lovely. The gong, very nice, like it. (laughs) (laughs) What did it sound like, a gong, didn't (laughs) it? What's a gong? If I want one, I'll come back. uh, The gong in hair, the musical. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Another one you did, yes, which I saw. Oh, wow, you've seen everything. I'm so pleased. I love hair. I do too. I've done it about five times now, (laughs) the production. Yes, well, I've seen it. I saw the original production about ten times, something like that. Wow. Completely obsessed with it. It is amazing. Yeah. 
let's, let's move on because we're, on, we're talking about the future. So, um, yeah, this, the Jewish, you've done a few shows like that at the Gatehouse, haven't mm-hmm. you, particularly? Mm-hmm. This is going elsewhere as well, isn't it? Yes, so this all started about four years ago. We did the Jewish Legacy, the Jewish Legends, the great Jewish American Songbook, and that's Jewish Entertainment, mm. all with Chris Burgess writing and commissioned him every single year to write the book. The book. And Andy Collier, an amazing man that uh, I'm very good friends with, great arranger, composer, he did all the arrangements. But the way they work together, the way they splice the music and the underscoring and the it's fantastic mm. and it's such a huge honor to learn about the legacy of the Jewish people mm. in terms of the entertainment industry yeah. and how relevant it is to musical theater to Hollywood mm. to MGM everything and um, I, I had a year off and now I'm like you know what let's go back so I said to Chris what haven't we covered and we, we came up with the title Jewish Hollywood so he's writing it at the moment but it's going to be another you know classy four-hander four in the band cabaret night mm. exploring all of those songs and stories that people are going to love we're doing the gatehouse we're doing Radler, we're doing hope mill um and then hopefully who knows further yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah because again that's got all those wonderful resonances about the anti-semitism yeah. absolutely and yeah aspire, being aspiring and everything well yeah. jewish entertainment actually went mm. back all the way to um yiddish cabaret mm. and what chris has a wonderful way of making a concert feel incredibly relevant without without them being characters he's able to allow you to emote through those songs in a way that it's hard to do when when it's just a cabaret, but it's not. It, he manages mm. to really put, bring a lot of story and relevance into how he threads the, the script together. Yes, yes. Well, I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's brilliant and very good at being funny as well. Yes, he yeah. is. The he Jewish humour. Married exactly. to a Jewish lady. He's yes, got it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The great Sue Kelvin, incidentally, for those who know her. So we hope that she'll pop up in some of your shows. Well, we did point. a Bette Midler and Me show with, yes, with her. Yes, I love that. And now yeah. Chris has just written for me a show called Elton John. It's yes. a little bit funny. Oh. Starring an incredible uh, performer called Martin Kay, a Jewish boy that I hey. went to school with. Hey. I was Hoddle and he was... Um, <laughs> Tevye. Oh. Actually, he was at the Manchester Grammar and I was at the Manchester High, but we did shows together. So but he is a sensation. He's mm. been touring the world on cruises. He was a million dollar quartet in Vegas. Mm. He won the Helen Hayes Award as Jerry Lee wow. Lewis. He plays the piano with every single part of his body and he, he's a huge Elton fan and oh. I said I'll put this show together for you and this show again will do a very similar route to Jewish Hollywood but um, we'll also hopefully see it in the future on the cruise ships and Ooh, uh, really? in other venues okay. yeah and we was sort of part of Sue in that one no it's a one man show it's, oh, it's no, Martin's really. show okay. <laughs> but well, Sue was, might revisit her Bette Midler one I yes, think next year I see year. what you mean oh please yes. do that yes I think I saw that she and I first met when she was doing Sophie Tucker that's Sophie what I'm thinking Sophie Tucker's one Yes. One night something. It was amazing. Yeah. I know, Wonderful, I know. stunning, and I She's covered brilliant. it for Woman's Hour, and it was all brilliant. Oh, love it. Yeah, that's love how we met. Yeah. Ah. I mean, to know Sue is to love her. What about you? I mean, you've done performing, you've, you've done directing, you're a musician, and yet, you're, I mean, we know Jewish producers are really good at producing, and we know that Jewish women producers are the best because they're some people <laughs> as well as you oh, but Sonia. gosh you really work so hard I couldn't believe how many shows you were involved I think you in. have to you have to mm. if you're passionate and I built it all up and you know Sonia is a huge inspiration she mm. does sort of the amount of shows I do that are small but mm. large on Broadway yeah. and West End yes she probably has a team of 40 but she's still in a huge inspiration and 
For me, it's the same. It's passion for the work. It's being able to manage it, having good people around me, mm. Chris and Tom, who are my staff, and they're just amazing. <laughs> I didn't used to have anyone until mm. 2017. Mm. I did it all myself, Ooh. but now we're doing so much. We do big shows now, like yeah. the Adams Family tour, the hair I tour. I saw that too. Wow, and you I've know, seen pretty well yeah, but you know, that's a big show. And actually, although I had to raise mm. a lot more money mm. for it, it was a lot less stressful because the money was there to have a team. So I didn't. Yeah. When someone said I need a music stand tomorrow, it appeared, and no one had to think, oh, do we have Ooh. the budget? But when you do these fringe shows, you learn everything on the fringe or off West End because you need to make the money work. You're not really getting, you know, but but yeah. you learn. You learn what audiences want. You learn. You get reputation. You get better. Um, actors take you more seriously, rights holders take you seriously mm. and you find investors so you can start to do bigger shows, develop shows and mm. end up doing larger scale shows but not mm. forgetting how the, the fringe sort of started you yeah. off and I don't think I'll ever stop doing shows on the fringe. I think I will mm. always be one of those producers hopefully one day that has a show in the West End and a show at the Southwark Playhouse at the same time. Mm. And just hang on a minute, and in Manchester. And in Manchester. Yeah, and another and some loads of touring absolutely. as you do. I mean look, everything evolves all the mm. time. Everything evolves and uh, I will always always try and bring high quality work to start in Manchester. Absolutely. Because yeah. you're a Manchester girl and you've got that wonderful Manchester accent. Ah oh, good, I'm it's glad beautiful. I've not lost it. <laughs> oh, I really like it. There's a lovely twang to it. <laughs> yeah, and I think what is it? You can take the girl out of Manchester, but you, you can't, can't take, take Manchester it out. out of the yes. girl or something like That's that. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you keep on doing those shows. I mean Thank you. I think that's wonderful. You started a theatre there. I met a, a, an actor called Joe Houston. He was in one of my shows when mm. I was young, and then he and his partner set up a theatre, um, which I thought was crazy, and they invited me to see it, and I thought, this is rather special, mm. and I'm one of those people that likes to do things unique, and I said, oh, I'll partner with you on a couple of shows. Let's see how they go. Mm. They're all much smaller budgets. Mm. They both were hits, and they were sensations, and it was a glorious time, and when I say hits, I don't mean we made any money. I just mean no. that people came and loved them, which was Parade by Jason Robert Brown oh, and Hair. Well, and that yes. is where the journey for Hair began. And then four years on, we'd done 13 shows. Gosh, you know, Parade is dark. Oh, it was stunning. stunning. It was a Northern premiere. You know, everything yeah. I've done has been a UK premiere, a yeah. European premiere, or a Northern premiere, yes. or a rare revival. And I'm very proud mm. of that. That will always be my artistic policy. Yes. But now we're commissioning, we're developing, we're getting mm. shows that Aria creatively makes from yes, scratch. You've got, yes, this is the new, big news thing, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's got a name, hasn't it? Well, it's just yeah. Aria New Music. I mean, yes, I mean from page to stage, well, that's my yes. festival, but, yeah, but now no, I'm commissioning. The page to stage is exciting yeah. too, isn't it? We've done 100 new musicals in six years. We've funded, developed, <laughs> Sorry, if anyone could see my jaw dropping. <laughs> yeah. But now we have a private literary mm. department that assesses work mm. rather than oh. actually a festival because putting the money just to put mm. on three weeks of work is not no. it's not as good business sense as actually sitting back and assessing work and then only yeah. producing a reading when you really want to see it. You must have an amazing head for business, don't well, you? Well, I think yeah. I've got... I think I've just got energy and passion. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to have business acumen, yes. Yeah. But um, I've definitely led with my heart more than my head. Oh. But now I'm starting to think more with my head because as I want to do more, I need mm. to make, I need to monetize, I need to make money so that I can mm. do more. These small shows are great, but they don't uh, give you the spare capital to invest in new people. Mm. But the big tours do. So it's just about having mm. a, the big show and a small show at the same time. <laughs> okay. I'll go with that. That's an in I've, I've learned a lot today. 
about you. yeah about putting on musicals. I've learnt that I've been no good at it, and that you're brilliant at it. Oh, That's what thank I've you. Well, I hope to continue to make new shows. You will. Thank you so thank much, you. for Katie Lipson, for talking to me before Christmas, before Hanukkah, out in the cold, <laughs> outside the BBC, about what's going to be in two amazing musicals, risking the noise and the horrors of London. No, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>